0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, Razorback fans, and welcome to another fabulous episode of the Hog Talk Podcast. We just wanted to say thank you for downloading and listening to what myself, Ty Hudson, Jacob, and our producer Porter all have to say on all things Razorback Athletics. For those of you on iTunes or Spotify, wherever, however you're listening to our content, if you would please leave behind a written review and, I don't know, maybe give us some star power. That'd be excellent. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks again from your boys here at the HTP. What is going on, Arkansas Razorback fans, SEC fans everywhere. Welcome to 52 of the Hog Talk Podcast. We're recording this late Sunday night. We usually try to record this bad boy at like 6, 6.30, but we we had to wait. I had to do a live show for the post game of the Arkansas-Indiana game. By the way, can't wait to talk about that. Oh, my gosh. Alongside me for 52, episode 52, it's been a while, Jacob, Scott, davis how are you doing sir
1: well i'm doing well but i no longer identify as jacob davis anymore i identify as mason jones the (laughs) second
0: shouldn't we all though
1: (laughs) man we're it's mason jones's world and we're just living in it we're just living in it hey i'm living in it i I took i took a bed i took i took my cot my tent and pitched it in the mason jones camp last year yeah Sorry for everybody that's just now catching on.
0: <laughs> oh, shots fired! Bang, shots bang! Fired. I, it's it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. Um, I listen when you talk about a complete buy-in. There's nobody more bought in than maybe him and Adriel Bailey. Like those oh, yeah. two guys, the the change over the offseason has been incredible. And it's not
1: like Mason – sorry, it's not like Mason Jones just came out of nowhere. He averaged like 15 points a game last year. I
0: mean, that's true, but he's playing on another level.
1: But is playing on a different level. I mean, this is something that we saw out of him as a freshman. Mm -hmm. And he's finally – it's finally coming to fruition with
0: him. One of the top top defenders in the country. I saw that tweet somewhere. Some national media guy put that out. Um, So – the transformation the buy-in all of it's great. It's great. Welcome everybody again 52. We want to say thank you for for downloading listening For listening. I just said downloading. Thanks for downloading I just hey, need
1: to... welcome to South Arkansas. Ty. How about that? <laughs> I need to spit in
0: my Pa-ting! Um, Please if you guys would be so Is kind you
1: from Sheridan Yeah, no. know you from Sheridan you you like She's from my neck of the woods <laughs> bro i'm if, from el dorado i don't I, you know
0: i don't know how often i'm it's funny people who are from like the midwest or you know not from the south they'll say that i definitely sound i sound southern but then most other people that are from the south they're like you don't sound like you're southern so i just i wonder if that's just yeah. a fayetteville i don't know if that's a northwest arkansas thing i don't know uh i don't have a what are are you I'm, a listen, born and raised right here in Fayetteville, baby. Um, that's right. We, uh, a lot to talk about, but really the biggest topic of the night is the most obvious thing in the world. And that's Arkansas and Indiana. What a game. Yes, I was wrong. I called Arkansas to lose it. Not only did I say they would lose this thing, Jacob, I said they would lose by like 13 to 15 points. And then, <laughs>
1: oh yeah, I've been listening. I've been listening.
0: They end up winning, and look. In the end, we have to point something out. They did lose a starter. Durham got ejected, and I think that played a, a pretty size he deserved game. it. Uh, he did, yeah. That was definitely flagrant too. That was definitely flagrant too, and he deserved it and it shouldn't have happened. But I I do think that played that played a role in what ended up happening against indiana but i who knows if arkansas still would have won considering how close the thing was down until the final what two minutes i think is when arkansas pulled yeah. away a little bit but um that played a role but i i still i kind of believe that arkansas would have won this thing no matter what it's a hell of a win 71 to 64 over over indiana on the road you had some things you want to talk about with that from their media and i thought it was hilarious so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so their media board the the big board uh, before the game I mean there's probably maybe 40, 40 people in this uh, seats and uh said get to know Arkansas on this on this big board get it this is on the big board one of the Arkansas fans took a picture and says, get to know Arkansas Arkansas is 0 and 07 versus big 10 opponents on the road. That's a good night good good day to pick up your first victory on the road against the Big Ten opponent. And it came against the Hoosiers. Now, you know, last year, and Arkansas, I mean, both of those games against Indiana last year were just down to the wire close. And, I mean, yeah. this has been a good series so far, but I just want to stick it to them and say, hey, we ain't
0: winless no more. Hate us. <laughs> Come uh, on.
1: Get after me. Come on.
0: They're fan-sided, and I talked about this on the live stream. They're so fan sided. For anyone who, who isn't aware, we have one. It's run by uh, uh, Chris Jackson Razor Backers. They're actually they got the pretty blue check mark next to their name on Twitter, so they are they are verified. They have theirs is called um, st- I guess it's Hoosier State of Mind. That's Hoosier. the website, I mean. oh.
1: Oh, and Eric.
0: they that's, were talking
1: sweet name.
0: They were talking about <laughs> they were talking about Arkansas schedule and. In the article, like the the second paragraph down on the, on the uh, in the article says, for fans thinking that Indiana's non conference schedule was weak, which it was, they say it far exceeds that of what the Razorbacks have faced this year. <laughs> like, there's a little bit of shade, t- and they're not wrong. They're not. I mean, he's not wrong, but it's just like you just you felt the shade being thrown at Arkansas. Like Indiana just thought they had this thing wrapped up. That was by uh, Alec Lat on uh on on who's your state of mind you could follow him at alice lasley on twitter so but
1: who's your who's your daddy
0: who's your daddy that's right who's your who's your daddy (laughs) so to you jacob what's what stood out the most to you in this game like what was it what was the thing that you looked at and you were like okay that's big time what what to you stood out with arkansas win over over indiana
1: so, you know, Arkansas, they left a couple of uh, threes wide open. They they had a couple of issues down low trying to trying to overcome the rebounding deficit and the high deficit they had. I mean, it was obvious going in Arkansas was going to struggle with the length that Indiana has. But the lockdown defense they had on number four, I, I'm sorry, I don't remember his name. I'm just going to say number four. He was a post player. I think it was Jackson Davis. Ty, Tyrese Jackson, Jackson Davis was, was the guy's name. He had like... Early, I mean, he was just—he was a force. Arkansas yeah. stopped him and only allowed him to have four points in the second half. And at one point, I know he had thirteen in the first he, half. I mean, yeah. he had half their points earlier today.
0: He was their leading score?
1: That, um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have it right on me.
0: No, no, no. He, he was I, their leading score.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was their leading score. Twenty. He had twenty. I'm sorry, I thought you meant their leading score coming in. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, he was their leading scorer tonight. And Arkansas held them to four points in the second half.
0: hmm
1: Incredible. <laughs> I mean, that's lockdown defense. I mean, Arkansas, they only allowed him to hit five threes, five of twenty-one from three, which is twenty three percent. So Arkansas's three point defense has been astounding this season. Um, and they're Arkansas's converting at a rate that they were converted at last year. I mean, Arkansas was a forty percent three point shooting team last season. They shot thirty eight from three tonight, so so a big, big time uh, three point shooting and big time defense going down the stretch. Yeah, I mean Arkansas did finish uh, finish the game on a twenty one to three run. Mm-hmm. So that was big too. That's huge. So that that's my three. Those those are my three things that stood out to me in this ball game. Was the closing out. Uh, my my father in law always says A B C. Always be closing. Arkansas closed tonight, uh, and they did it in style. Yeah. With, with defense and and sh- hitting their shots, playing within themselves, and guys being bought in.
0: I think mine. If if there was one thing, I'll just do one. And okay, it's 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 Mason Jones, who yeah, he he didn't lead in scoring. He ended up with twenty one, but the guy had four fouls. Yeah, for for at, like with the, nine minutes left to go. Yeah, and still ended up balling out still didn't back down yeah. I was so when he got that fourth foul I thought well he's gonna foul out and you watch it's gonna he's gonna foul out in the final two minutes when they need him the most because he's got ice in his veins that's the guy they have to have he can't afford to be in foul trouble and this is it's his turnovers are normal he I think the guy averages like five turnovers a game I don't know he had seven against uh I forgot who it was but he has had seven yeah, in a so. game this year he had five and another he had four yeah. but like all that just kind of gets pushed to the wayside when it comes down to the final minute. You want the ball in his hands, and with him to play like he did with those four fouls, still wind up with 21 points to play the kind of game that he did. He shot, uh, you know. Of course, he was only at the free throw free throw line once. He was one for one. Um, and maybe that's another thing. They actually shot. I don't know. If, I don't think this was their best free throw shooting percentage Not on the 12.
1: Seventy five
0: percent. Seventy five percent is pretty spectacular on the road in that hostile environment. Like that was so oh, yeah. key to win this game. Mm-hmm. And I think too, yeah. they didn't get completely demolished. You know, on on rebounds. I think it was forty one to thirty five. The, the re- I mean, they got out rebounded a little bit, yeah, but they were right. their um, offensive rebounding was. About what you would expect, Reggie Chaney came in there and he got some some productive time. Three offensive rebounds, six points. But yeah, that's my guy. That's that's my m- moment or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Play of the the, the, the I mean, biggest takeaway was uh, it was Mason yeah. Jones's play there in that final final eight minutes of the second half. Incredible. So, um, Look, this is the same
1: roster. I mean, the seven guys that played minus Jimmy Witt are the same ones that played last year. This, well, is, minus this is still Gafford, Mike's team. Obviously. My Scafford, but they're still playing I mean this this wouldn't if if Mike would have been retained for a ninth season, there there's no way this team's eleven and one right now. And coming off an upset win against Indiana. Yeah. I mean this they, they I I'm, I'm, this team has come so far in an off season. So far. I mean Mason Jones has developed. Isaiah Joe He's he's developed his game from not just a three point shooter, but he can hit the mid range jumpers. Adriel Bailey, the the phenomenal, uh, the phenomenal game that he has developed is, I mean, he's not just a offensive liability anymore. I mean, the guy can play defense, he can block shots, he can rebound, he goes up strong. He's he's done well this season. Jesse Sills, he's improved. Uh, Reggie Cheney has a game, uh, even though he's getting limited minutes. I mean, he played 17 minutes tonight, but was awful productive with six points and four rebounds. Yeah, I mean, guys are playing within them themselves and within this system, and Musselman has them guys believing, and they're going to go in uh, next Saturday in front of a sold-out Bud Walton Arena.
0: Oh my gosh! Against
1: a bad Texas A&M team, look. Bud Walton may go nuts next Saturday.
0: Oh, my gosh. And i that's the team I hate. Listen, to me, that is Arkansas's rival. They are. Yeah. You go back to the Southwest Conference days, that's their true blood rival. LSU, of course, yeah. since we've been in the SEC. I hate Texas A&M, like with a passion. I hate them. And the fact that I, I, I – kind of want to go to the game but i hope arkansas runs them out of the building i want them to win this game by like 20 plus points and it may not happen you know now you're getting your first taste of sec play but a&m's bad they're a bad team yeah, they're five and five sell out crowd yeah, and, Bud Walton, and you know how that how the energy goes in that place there's not oh yeah oh my gosh it's gonna get insane Going on a little bit of a run. Isaiah Joe knocks down a three. That place the the roof is it's just it's gonna explode. Bud Walton is going to freaking explode. And I yeah. want them to lose bad. I do. It's just me though. But I I, I see m as the real natural rival when you talk about the Southwest Conference days and then you know the football team. Like how many years have should Arkansas have won those games down in the in the house that that Jones built in the house that Jerry built? How many games have those come down to the wire? And it's like, yeah, they should have won those games. It's just been more of a buildup for me. I don't know. I know. I think some of it too yeah. is what back when I used to do edited videos and I would I would put opposing teams in the in the title of my videos and I would also put them in my tags. Well, obviously, anybody who Google searches those teams and obviously who's gonna Google search A and M. Well AM fans are. I used to get oh my God, A and M fans are the worst, and that's to be expected. Definitely, you know, just I don't know. I, I hate them. I hate their their cult their cult like following and I want them to get run out of Fayetteville. I want them to leave crying. But that's just me. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe there's some more yeah. maybe there's some I know that some of the older people, some of the you know Older family members. Older of mine fans are
1: gonna relate to you.
0: Well, and I'm not that old. Look, when Arkansas left the the Southwest Conference, I was like seven. You know, I don't really remember a time when Arkansas wasn't in the SEC. Even though the Citadel was my first game. Um, yeah, that's a that's what I have to live with, and I'm gonna have to go to the grave with. But ultimately, it is what it is. That was my first football game, a college football game, was Arkansas and Citadel. But um, I don't really so remember. I'm on a- <laughs> What?
1: Yeah, go, go. I was on the Indiana Twitter page, and oh. they put a they put out a that's final tweet. Uh, Arkansas seventy one sixty four, and the first tweet that came up was losing at home to a garbage Arkansas squad equals nit.
0: Garbage. <laughs> oh, they're so butt and I love it. I love it. Oh yeah, yeah. I I Arkansas has an opportunity to go off to a strong start against Texas a And M. You got a huge win on the road against Indiana. You're going to go on the road against LSU. Jacob, we might as well just do it. Let's just go ahead. I already did it on my live stream. I went I went down the list of who they win and lose. I'm not going to do that tonight because that's a little tedious on a podcast, but I'll yeah. say this. Obviously, I like them against Texas A&M, but the first big matchup you have in conference play is that following Wednesday, January 8th, Gosh. at LSU, what When's that Kentucky game? Well, I mean When's that Kentucky game? Yeah, that's on uh, January eighteenth. But that's your first oh, big matchup, right, at LSU in the SEC. Going oh, okay, on Okay, I got you. Going on against LSU that January eighth. I've got that marked down as a W. It's a question mark. It's kind of a Oh,
1: hold on, Ty Hold on, Ty,
0: hold
1: on, hold on. You know, man, when we go down to Baton Rouge, it is not always a, a good thing. Yeah, but what we was don't the record. You can't. Take? You can't count that yet. Oh, and seven.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here I am being pessimistic. And so, now, you think they <laughs> lose that? First, I'm not saying they lose it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I believe they could beat Indiana. But you know, LSU hadn't been that good this year. I think they're eight and four obviously that I mean that's still a quality record it, I mean but Arkansas is 11 and 1 and they just come off an Indiana victory there the momentum is there for Arkansas now right that that was that wasn't even a thing 2 weeks ago when we lost to Kentucky or Western Kentucky man you go on the road and beat LSU and at a scrappy old Miss team the next Saturday man the wheels are going to be rolling on this squad, and Eric Musselman is going to have Razorback Nation believing,
0: and it. it's going to be a beautiful thing. Kentucky, if if you go into that game undefeated in SEC play, which is a possibility, I have it down as happening. I do. The LSU game there, is course- there. Is
1: yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing more beautiful than a sold out Bud Walton Arena with Kentucky coming
0: to coming to the house, yeah, especially
1: when you're really good and you have one loss. There's that's not j- going to be anything like it.
0: January 18th uh Saturday January 18th the Kentucky coming into the coming into the uh to Bud Walton coming to Fayetteville right now they're at 9 and 3 on the year um I I've watched a little bit of Kentucky basketball this year I still don't understand you know when you look at their losses I mean they've <laughs> they've lost some head scratchers or at least one they lost two. Evansville to, uh, Evansville and I don't I don't know much about Evansville, if I'm being completely honest, but I don't think they're anything special. I think they're like what eight and four, nine and four on the year or something like that. But and then they've played some close games against some, you know, some I mean, they beat Louisville last teams. night in
1: overtime. Huh? They beat they beat Louisville last night in overtime.
0: They did. A... Yeah. That's true. Louisville. On the road. That, was a, that was a close game, too. That was seventy eight yeah. seventy, and I think that was uh, that was a home game, though, right, for Kentucky, or was that neutral site? Uh, I don't know. It was in Lexington. It, yeah, I see it now. It was in Lexington.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. yeah,
0: that's 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 a pretty big difference. I still like Arkansas to, to beat them in Fayetteville. I just do. Yeah, I, don't, I do too. I, I don't think. I think. Yeah, go ahead. Keep going. Sorry. I was just going to say, I don't know that that once you play Arkansas, you're playing a team that you have not played like. like You've not played a defense like you've played Arkansas. And it's such a shell shock for some of these teams. Right now, I'm looking at it right now, the ESPN Basketball Power Index favoring Arkansas at 58%. Against Kentucky? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I just pulled it up. I literally, as I was sitting here looking at it, um, let's go to the LSU game. Well, I mean, hell, we're already here. Let's go to the LSU. Yeah, game. Okay, that one's not <laughs> 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 their favorite. LSU's favored like almost seventy percent, but uh, um, I don't. I, I don't. I think that's wrong. That's got to be updated tomorrow. There's no way. I do not see they shouldn't be favored by that much. But for me, it is a coin flip kind of game where I'm teetering with Arkansas. I just. I think they win that game. You know, it's it's. Yeah,
1: I can. I can see it.
0: LSU's not exactly a powerhouse this year. They've also, you talk about teams that they've lost to that that they have no business losing to. Uh, they've got they've got at least a couple of losses. They lost to
1: um, LSU. Lost to Virginia Commonwealth. Uh, yeah, they lost losses, to VCU. I yeah, I mean, not, not that it's a bad loss, but VCU it's is it's not the VCU under Shaka Smart.
0: No, it's not. It's not the same VCU, and they're not or Will
1: Wade. Yeah, we'll they're ten and
0: three. They're they're ten and three on the year, and remember, they play in the. Um, I forgot the name of that conference. They play with uh, George Mason and Dayton and St. Louis. Yeah,
1: the, the CAAC or something like that, something colonial like that. Athletic yeah. conference.
0: Yeah. And they're they're right now. Obviously, they haven't entered conference play, but you know they've got a couple of you know they've they've got UMass, Davidson, a couple teams that kind of in the past have given programs some some difficulty. Saint Joseph's is in that conference, so yep. but I, I I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with Arkansas over LSU. And you know what? I don't care if I'm wrong. It's this team. Arkansas looks like they're capable of 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 doing something really special. And who would have thought year one we'd be at this point? I mean really. I would not have. I didn't. No, I, I, I knew, said all year. I told, I, um, I told you guys on Marco Polo. I told you guys on Marco Polo. I told friends and family, Arkansas is going to be and I think I even said it here. They're going to win maybe 14 games because of size and lack of talent. And what they're doing what they're doing is they're beating they're, they're beating teams with the shell shock defense that they have. They their yeah. defense is outstanding. It's on another level. And then you combine that with the fact that you are going to have to go into Bud Walton this year with how much how much excitement there is around Razorback basketball this year. Like it's it's going to be tough now. I am completely off the Arkansas not going; they're not going to do anything special year one. I am off that. Like I I have been so impressed, and even going back to that Western Kentucky loss. You know they lost that one eighty six to seventy nine, and people are like, "Yeah, but you know they didn't have any business losing that one because uh, Bassey got injured and they should have won." Okay, Bassey went out with like. Three minutes left to go in the ballgame. The damage had been done up until that point. It's not like this guy dropped and was injured in the first half. This guy played an yeah. entire first half and seventy percent of the second half. And Western Kentucky's a damn good basketball team. Now, I don't know how they do the rest of the year. I think uh pull them up. They're sitting at seven and five. Since they beat Arkansas, they've lost two straight. So <laughs> you need them to do something special, but uh without Bassey, they're they're and I think right. you can this is pretty predictable to see what they're doing, but I don't the, know.
1: The Ole Miss game on the road is the one that's really going to show me. I mean, LSU and Ole Miss is not historically a place in Arkansas. I mean, in the past 15 years has shown they can go and win consistently at.
0: That but, was a coin flip for me, yeah. and I, I do have Arkansas down as a dub, but I don't know.
1: <laughs> but I love. I always love the Vanderbilt home game. Especially about the last five or six years that they've been down. It's scrap, haven't it? Yeah, Arkansas is just uh, the Daniel Gafford windmill dunks and stuff like that. But, man, Arkansas is going to be getting out and running at at, at home. And look, you win all your home games or or you win most of your home games. The sky's the limit for this team. And you can pick up a couple of W's on the road. This team's going to be a tournament team. That's all you have to do
0: at the end of the day, when I'm filling out this, when I'm going down the list, and I'm like, win, 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 win. And I'm doing this on live stream. What I'm really doing is I'm trying to find a way to get them to the tournament because I think they go to the yeah. tournament. And I don't I don't know this year, you know, with the SEC getting off to this really slow start, you know, it always comes down to like the respectability of the conference. Like yeah. they're, they're obviously the quality wins. And right now the SEC is not off to a good start. And it's like, I can remember a time when 22 wins used to be the automatic buy-in. I don't know what the case is going to be this year, but to me, they're a tournament team. They look, they're playing February. They're playing February basketball in December. If they continue to play at this pace, if they continue to play this kind of lights out defense, I just, I think they're going to pull off some upsets. I think they're going to get some wins on the road. Obviously the, at LSU to me was such a coin flip, but I just went ahead and gave them the dub because I'm like I've got to get them to the tournament somehow. And then Kentucky for for me is a dub no matter what. For you say Ole Miss is an interesting matchup. Mississippi State for me is the interesting matchup. I'll be uh, there. That's that's and you got play oh, that.
1: That's at Mississippi State. I was talking about the home game. Sorry. Yeah, they
0: play them uh, on the road January 22nd, and then they've got Mississippi State on February 15th. Yeah. And that's a, according to the sheet that I have, that's got Arkansas at a noon game against uh, on that Saturday on February fifteenth.
1: That's right. Ooh. I'll be enjoying Ooh. a couple of corn dogs.
0: <laughs> okay, we got to talk about really quick the 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 college football playoffs. Are bully- oh man,
1: I was getting excited talking about Mason Jones. Come on, Todd. I,
0: I know how much you love talking about him. But... Forget you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. My dad keeps bringing this up, and he claims to be the first one before we transition to the playoffs really quick. Do you think Eric Musselman has – I mean, I know he has a shot at Coach of the Year. Do you think he gets it? Do you think he winds up with it? And if so, how does he get there? So if he
1: if he finishes in the top three in the SEC, which is very extremely doable this year considering what the SEC is, and, and taking the roster that he inherited – and maybe even making it to the big dance? Oh, heck yeah, you give him coach
0: of the year. Mm-hmm. There's no way you don't. Bruce, SEC coach of the year, that is. Bruce Pearl is the only, to me, is like the, the X factor among coaches this year outside of Musselman. Well, Musselman's the biggest X factor because, like yeah. you said, year one he's inherited a, you know, he's, he's getting the absolute most out of a roster that he didn't have much to do with as far as building. But for for Bruce Pearl, who looks like right now, I mean they're twelve and zero. This is, I think they had to replace like seventy percent of their roster or something yeah, like that. That's true. I like it's pretty outstanding actually. I really thought year two for him, uh, for 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 Bruce Pearl. This uh, is this year two. This is year two for him, right? Nah,
1: this is this no, this is like year five or six. Oh, you right. Had to,
0: he's had to build it up. That's yeah, right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I was thinking. Okay, I was thinking elsewhere. My mind was elsewhere. But he still had to rebuild this thing, and it's pretty interesting to watch how Auburn, how, Auburn how, was nothing when until until Bruce Pearl they were nothing. They weren't. <laughs> they certainly weren't. They certainly weren't what they are under. Un, you know what they are under Pearl's absolutely incredible. I, I mean, he's this is his sixth year. He was fifteen and twenty years? his
1: first season. Yeah. No. He was yes. He was fifteen and twenty his first year, eleven and twenty the second year, eighteen and fourteen year three, year four they go twenty six and eight. Last year they go to the final four at thirty and ten, and this year they're sitting at twelve and
0: zero. Holy shit. (laughs) I knew I knew I made a mistake at the beginning. I knew he'd been here for at least three or four years. I didn't know it had already been that long. Wow, yeah. I'm I've got it pulled up here now. 172 overall record, 5 years. Uh wow. 100 or uh, his overall coaching record's pretty impressive. 562 to 217. But yeah, I mean, they had to replace I mean, they had to replace an entire what they lose like five, six guys off this roster. They were incredible last year. And they're yeah, they were they're were really good. And they uh most preseason magazines didn't even have them ranked in the top like 40. And I, I don't know, like they're just they're they're off to a really good start. They, it could all fall apart. We know how this goes, though, and this happens every year in the SEC where you get off to these really hot starts, and so it could happen to Arkansas. Absolutely, you get into conference play, and then it just all kind of falls apart. You know, you've got, we've done that before.
1: We we've seen that before. Yes. Oh
0: yes. Yep. It's happened Remember that
1: 2010, 2011 year where Arkansas went twelve and one, beat OU in Texas. I do remember that. And then. Go two and fourteen the next uh, in the next six, sixteen games in conference play.
0: I don't remember the record. Was, have...
1: it, they were they were fourteen and t- fourteen and eighteen. Wow. Yeah. yeah, they were they were twelve and one going into conference play with upsets over uh, Texas and OU at home, and then they lost on the road against Missouri State in like a six point loss or something like that. Yeah, it was it was crazy. I mean the the flip from the from the very beginning, with all his freshmen under John Pelfrey too. To that. that was but when they had uh, happening with this team. Oklahoma had watching. Blake Griffin. Yeah, Blake Griffin at Oklahoma. Uh, Texas had some pretty good players. I I can see the guy. He was a guard. Didn't they have uh, Kevin Durant? To, no, that was the next year. At- I think that was the next season that they had Kevin Durant.
0: Well, that's um, yeah. it has happened. Like you said, like you just—that's uh, a pretty good example. Yeah, that, <laughs> and you, don't even, you don't even have those quality wins on this record on on the schedule right now. Uh, at Indiana, I guess is, but you don't have two of those. And I still think you know Tulsa. Maybe Tulsa might end up being pretty good down the stretch. I don't know. They're uh, right now. What are they sitting at? Let's pull them up really quick. Oh, they're eight and five. Okay, never mind. I don't know. They've lost three in a row since uh, since they beat Boise State. They've lost at Arkansas uh, against Colorado State and then uh, on the road against K-State. So, Who's okay. your daddy? Who's your daddy? Well, they just they got showed up. I see Arkansas, it on Twitter who's now. Your daddy. I see it on Twitter. Get to know Arkansas. Yeah, Kelly Marie posted the uh, the retweet <laughs> 0-7 on the road. I love it against the Big Ten. I love it. I love it. Okay, let's okay. transition to football daddy. really quick. And, uh, um, okay, let's go. We've got, I mean, we've still got plenty of time on this, on this bad boy. Uh, I, okay. I picked, I think we all saw LSU curb stomping Oklahoma coming. At least I did. I, I knew Oklahoma was, was going to get destroyed. I honestly, I, I get why they were in the playoffs, but it was still like, I think there were some other two lost teams that I would rather have seen in the the playoffs than Oklahoma, but I get why they're there. But, I mean, LSU took them to town, and then, of course, Porter, our producer, he's known as, quote-unquote, I had someone tell me this earlier uh, last week, he's the, quote-unquote, I'm the Clemson guy. (laughs) (laughs) So we all know how excited he is about them beating Ohio State. Did you see that coming? Did you see Clemson beating Ohio State?
1: When when they went down sixteen to nothing, I said, hmm, "All right, Caleb, let's go to bed. Turn the TV off. I'm I'm out."
0: Yeah.
1: I went to bed and it was sixteen to fourteen. Or and Clemson, uh, Trevor Lawrence had just went down the field and scored on that sixty eight yard touchdown run. I'm like, hmm, that looks familiar, but <laughs> I, I did not expect that to happen. Then Justin Fields, who had only been picked off once, going to that ball game. Picked off twice, and one—the last one was the deciding factor in the ball game. I—I I did not see that happening. I thought J.K. Dobbins, when he went down, I thought our, uh, Ohio State was in trouble, and then, it—you know—they ended up being in trouble. They didn't have another guy that that was effective at running the ball like J.K. was, and Justin Fields and his uh, receivers just weren't enough. And and Clemson just showed they've been there before. Obviously, Ohio State's been there before. But you know they they outwilled them. I mean, that was remarkable what they were able to do down the stretch in that ball game. And and Bravo to Clemson, Bravo to Dabo Sweeney. Uh, they they deserved it. They won the ball game, and and they're going to go into uh, the LSU game, the national championship game next Monday, and face their certain death.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Sorry, Porter. Sorry, Bud.
0: <laughs> he, just, he just he's got road rage. I think he. He listens to us when he's driving around on, on, on work, and he's probably got road rage now. You got him all kinds of mad. He was getting after people in Discord, man. He, <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. He he did not like it. Listen, did. I said print the hats, and I'm not afraid to admit it, and I'll say it time and time again. I could be wrong. Anything can happen. Clemson is an experienced playoff team, but I think LSU – is a better football team. They got the better quarterback. They've got that offensive line is unbelievable. Uh, yeah. They they do not give up sacks. They don't give up many quarterback pressures. Clemson will test them. I I will say that. And when I said print the hats, I didn't mean that as though LSU is going to run them off the field. I don't think that happens. But I just think I think LSU wins this football game. Clemson LSU
1: is the best team in the country and they've been like that all year long.
0: All year. And you look at their their schedule and I know
1: they beaten Ty.
0: yeah well it's it's pretty impressive
1: top 10 victories
0: and Clemson has one they have one and it's just the, the ACC and I know Porter says well Clemson's not trash no but when you're looking at the body of work though when you that's all we have to go by when you judge a football team to be fair that's all you have to judge on is is the body of work and who they've played and I mean They've had some close calls against some some not-so-great football teams. And with LSU, it's like, I mean, they ran everybody off the field, even the top ten teams. I mean, it, it just wasn't even close. You can't tell me that that you think Clemson is on the same level as they are during the season. Now now that we're, we're, we're in postseason play, things are a little bit different. Clemson's been here. LSU hasn't. Ed Ordron has never been at this level. These players have not been at this level. Right as far as you know, in the SEC and and throughout their careers, as I mean, far as him being a head coach, they
1: haven't. It's it's been almost ten years since LSU's been to a championship game.
0: Mm-hmm. It's Clemson, been
1: that long. It's,
0: it's been a while, and that's going to play. That's that definitely is going to have an effect. And I think that's the only reason why I I don't believe this will be a blowout. Now, if this were a week to week grind, oh my God, give me LSU by. 14 but you never know we're sitting here saying this acting like our or that uh, clemson's gonna get you know they're gonna lose it could turn out and, and Dabo sweeney does the the unpredictable comes out and blows lsu off their heels you know I, I don't know but based on the body of work i just think lsu's a better football team and i say print the hats right now and i, I think lsu wins this one it could be close it could be a blowout either way i don't know but i i'm favoring lsu um, and again, if this were a week to week grinder, if you put Clemson in the SEC West, I, I think they're a ten and two football team. I really do. I think they're ten and two in the SEC West. Maybe eleven and one with that loss being to LSU. You know, yeah. I-, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, uh, just flapping my jaws. I know <laughs> Porter's probably texting us right now as he's listening.
1: <laughs> Porter's so mad. Boy, Look. he got heated. He got heated in Look. Discord. Look. Clemson had the best team in the country last year. Their offense was incredible. They did something we didn't see them doing against Alabama last year. But I'm gonna tell you right now. Joe Burrow has been unstoppable all season long. Yeah. The guy has been he's he's accurate. Look, I, I know people are gonna say, Oh, it's just a it's just how Joe Brady this is Joe Brady's offense. I mean, this is this is what he's done. No, you don't have you don't have the turnaround that Joe Burrow experienced. What what are we gonna say? Dan Enos is the reason. Brandon Allen uh, was what he was from his junior year to his senior year.
0: Just you got fired just give, from Miami.
1: Yeah, and you just can't give all the credit to to an offensive coordinator saying, "Oh, he's the one. He's the reason." No, the wow. guys have to go out there and make the plays. The guys have to go out there and make the reason on the defense. The guys have to go out there and throw the ball. And I'm not saying Joe. Joe Burrow is gonna go down as the greatest of all time. No, but he's gonna go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks in the SEC history just because he's had one of the best seasons in school history or in, in SEC history. Yeah. I mean you you don't go out there and you throw fifty touchdowns in a season. You don't go out there and throw for almost five thousand yards in a season. The guy has been automatic, Ty. And mm-hmm. it's just incredible. And he's gonna do last year or this year what Trevor Lawrence did to Alabama last year.
0: Yeah, mark it down. I, I I'll say this, um, Clemson Clemson this year going back, and I, I agree with you. is pretty damn special. Um, they did they blew everybody out. If you look at their schedule, okay. I still think that a And M game is pretty telling. A And M at the time was twelfth in the country. Yeah, and they only won that thing twenty four to ten. I mean, that's not exactly a great showing against a team that uh, you know finished. Towards the back of the middle of the SEC, but they did win. You got to give them the credit. Fourteen yep. points is fourteen points, but then they—I the mean, they looked out. North Carolina—they beat twenty-one to twenty. And then look at the rest of their schedule. It, it's there's nobody. You know, there's there's no one. They did thump Virginia pretty bad. Virginia is a top twenty-five team. Uh, they finished nine and three on the on the regular season, six and two in conference play. I'm going to give them that credit. Okay, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt there. Trevor Lawrence, 3,400 yards, 36 touchdowns. That's pretty special. Uh, I think they have the best running back in the country. That's just me. Uh, I can never pronounce that kid's name right, but a guy has what 1,500 plus yards. They've got an 1,100 yard receiver, T. Higgins. That guy's NFL. I mean, they're they're riddled with NFL talent. They did beat who was put in front of them. To be fair, but there were some games this year they struggled early and then eventually they blew them out in the second half. They got off to some slow starts against some teams, um, but they did blow out who was put in front of them. All right, I'll give them that credit, but again, who the hell did they beat? that was worth a damn outside of Virginia and in, in Virginia. There's a real debate whether or not they should have ever even been ranked, right? So. I, I just, I don't know. I, I look at their body of work versus what LSU had to play, and that's what I'm going off of. I'm not trying to devalue Clemson at all. Yeah. But there is a reason why people were upset when when they're picking Ohio State to be ahead of LSU. And you saw what happened, what LSU did with, with, with Oklahoma, who I think was a legit top eight team at least, and then you saw Clemson and how they handled Ohio State. They've beaten who, who's been put in front of them. And you can't take that away from them. But so is LSU, and their body of work is far more impressive to me than than anything Clemson's done. So,
1: Yeah, I sent this text to to Peck earlier. I said Tigers versus Tigers. Death Valley versus Death Valley. Mm. Joe Burrow versus some blonde chick.
0: (laughs) Sunshine! Oh, my gosh. Was he mad? Did he get mad?
1: He just sent me back three laughing uh, emojis.
0: I mean, look, there is a point to be made that Arkansas's won four games in two years. Who are we to be laughing? You know, but
1: I also thought it was really funny that you, you look at Trevor Lawrence and you're thinking, man, you're just looking at him and then he talks. And you're just like, that voice just does not match that body. Yeah. It does not match him. You see hair like. Yeah, it, it's kind of like you know you you listen to some people that that sing and you're just like that that singing just came out of that person. Are you, yeah. are you kidding me.
0: But <laughs> well, he's a baller. I'm not gonna take he, he anything. A he, he looks was, he looks like a chick, but he he certainly I mean he plays I'm, big boy football. Right, I'm L- envious of his hair. You what?
1: I'm envious of his hair. I wish I could have that red flowing locks of love.
0: He is the quarterback from from Remember the Titans. I'm just going to say He is the quarterback. So, yeah, I'm with you. I got LSU winning this whole thing. Um, I'm not even going to give a score. I have no idea. It could be – it feels like to me if I – I don't know. I I wanted to wait to put a score on this. But it feels like to me it's going to be something where LSU kind of gets a big lead and then Clemson kind of fights their way back into it and makes it into a game. Um. These are the two best. I I don't know if. Well, they're the two best teams in college football. Oh, absolutely. You they, they, That's no denying. I know no. there there was an argument. People were trying to make the argument that Georgia should be up there as as one. Georgia of the didn't deserve it. No. no, they went eleven and two. You know, uh, so or, or ten and two with with their loss to um, losing in the uh, championship game. But yeah, no. It's it's LSU and Clemson. I, I to me, it feels like it's like LSU and then everybody else, but you know, in in rem- this setting it's, it's yeah. LSU and Clemson.
1: It reminds me the, the setup of this game reminds me so much of the Texas versus USC in 06. Oh, you have a, you have a, uh, you have a team that's won uh, LSU. That's won you know, I think 17, 18 games in a row. And then you have Clemson who's what two time defending national champions now. and, and, I mean, they're or defending national champions, won 25 games in a row or whatever. This is going to be one of those games that's game of the decade or game of, you know, one of the games that you remember. It could I, be one of those.
0: It might be. I don't know. I just feel like LSU is just, you know, and someone pointed this out again in Discord. They said it's David versus Goliath. I think it'll be great if Clemson beats LSU. If yeah. Clemson finds a way if they make it a game, they make it a game. But if they find a way to beat it, oh, yeah, then absolutely, this is this is going to okay. be a game to remember. But, again, it just feels like LSU should probably be favored by, like, 10. I, I don't know what the actual uh, – actually, while we're talking, I'll just pull that up. What does the uh, football power index say? A football power index actually favors Clemson. Wow. That's, that's interesting. That's so, interesting. I, I don't agree with it. At all, but they've got it at 55% with LSU at 44%. I'd love to understand that.
1: So, I mean, before we get off here, uh, I know we're running running on time, but did you know Arkansas was was somehow involved with all four teams last night?
0: You're, you're going to have to explain that one.
1: So, Oklahoma. You,
0: okay, I know where you're going with this. You you're know the players. Yeah.
1: So Spencer Radler, his dad, who I mean Spencer is the quarterback, uh, backup quarterback for the OU. Father went to Arkansas and was a, a po- supposedly a big time Razorback fan as a kid. Arkansas never reached out. You know, obviously Trey Norwood, the defensive back from Fort Smith Northside, ended up going to Oklahoma. Uh, KJ Hill, obviously uh, Ohio State standout, one of the be- the best receiver in school history. I mean he broke broke records there. And then Isaiah Simmons, who was from Kansas, but his dream school was Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas was involved in four negative ways with four of the you know better players on uh, each team. Isn't
0: that crazy? My only guys, with that, and it is, and it is crazy, and especially with now the Simmons. As Brian
1: Bishella that said that he tweeted. I,
0: that. I'm going to say this though, like. And that is, that is when you think about it, though, all, for all four teams to have, to, for Arkansas to have that kind of connection, but I mean, that shouldn't really shock anyone first off, given that Brett Bielema was uh, was the reason for, I think, almost, for at least two of those, right? Simmons and uh, yeah. and the kid at Oklahoma. Um, I mean, look, stuff happens. I, this sort of stuff happens, you know, and I, I don't know why Bielema did what he did. I just, I'm not, I guess I'm not sentimental in that aspect. Like, you know, it's like those Fayetteville kids that went to Mizzou, and everyone's like, "Oh, we're gonna pay for that." Like we have with the kid that went to Ohio State. But I mean, okay, I, that happens everywhere. Like every state has that kind of can. And I'm not trying to. I swear, I'm not trying to pee on your parade, Jacob. I've just, I've had so many people
1: I'm saying, "I thought it was interesting."
0: It is interesting, but I've had so many people hit me up in the DMs about this, like, why did we do this? Why didn't we go after him? Why didn't we do this? It's like, you know what, though? This happens everywhere. This happens... I mean, how many... How many? Yeah. Even Ole Miss and Mississippi State had probably has had that kind of connection with players that wanted to go there. They didn't recruit them. They went on to another school and did great things. It is ironic, and to your point about all four teams being involved uh, in the playoffs that all had a player that Arkansas had some sort of connection with. That is... <laughs> I don't know what. Well, what do they say? What does Pinto say? Hog's gonna hog. It feels yeah, like that. <laughs> it feels like that. But I, I feel like that happens everywhere. And it's the Simmons stuff. That story is crazy. That one is crazy. Norwood, you kind of understand. He's got a little brother. Number. Uh, number Trina. one player in the state. Yes. So you got to get him number one number one player. I think he's a top fifteen, top twenty corner in the country, four star. So hopefully, maybe you can stop the streak there. Maybe you can pick him up. But yeah, I had a lot of people message me that last night, I was like, "Look, chill, okay, I get it." I mean, literally, I had a guy yelling at me in the DMs in all caps. Why did Brett Bielema <laughs> yeah. blank us on all these kids? And I'm like, "Look, man, chill. It happened. You move on." You can't blame it all. Yeah, yeah can't blame it all. That's on three him. years ago now. Yeah. yeah. One other thing before we go. Yeah. What you got? The there's a player in the state of Arkansas. I, I'd prefer not to say his name because he is, you know, he is a minor and I, I mean, I, all we do is talk about minors here. I guess all we do is talk about 16, 17, 18 year old kids, but um, you know, high school athletes and such, but there is someone that, that is taken to social media claimed that he had a, a, a his dream offered by Arkansas as a preferred walk- on and it's been floated around that that's actually not accurate that that um, this isn't true I, I look we did put out a tweet and we had some people reach out to us and tell us we need to take the tweets down. Uh, we were quoting directly from the source that yeah he had he had been given a, a preferred walk on. And, and, again, the reason why I, I prefer not to mention his name is because I don't want this kid to catch any shade. And and please don't. Don't take to social media bashing the kid. I, I don't know. We don't have the full story. We have no idea if he was actually offered a preferred walk-on. We were told later that that wasn't true. But just, you know, be cautious. When kids, kids do enjoy the spotlight from time to time, hell, I can't blame them. I would, too, if I was 16 years old and social media was a thing um, hell, we just had AOL dial up when I was their age, you know, had to sit there and wait 10 minutes just to log in, just to load a single picture. It'd take like five minutes. So it's a different world these kids live in. So I I get it. You know, the spotlight's fun. And I, I don't know if this is why that happened. Maybe this individual really did get a preferred walk on, but I will say, please just exercise caution in what you believe on social media and don't tweet at these kids, even if they're, if they're dying for attention, don't give it to them. If they're wrong, if even if they're right, or if they're they're now when they trash talk, then it's like oh, okay, all right, hold on. Even still, I would exercise caution, but you know, I, I kind of get that aspect of it. But I just want to throw that out there. I know we had some people hitting us up telling us we should take that all down, which we did. We took down the uh, yeah, we did the Facebook and Twitter stuff. But yeah. I guess that's all I really. But, I mean, say. you gotta
1: you gotta. I mean. I've seen so many guys that, that have claimed preferred walk-on offers, you know, mm-hmm. and it, you just want, you want to believe it. You want to be happy for the kid. Absolutely. I mean, it wouldn't have surprised me not because, I mean, Arkansas did have a preferred walk-on uh, Kevin Compton out of uh, Watson Chapel earlier today. Uh, the kid, I mean, the kid was kind of doing the same thing, or his dad actually was doing the same thing. Yeah, uh, marketing and his son. For I mean, and he was he is a D one athlete. It's going to take time for him to uh, maybe maybe you know get in strength conditioning program up there at Arkansas. But uh, may it may take time for him to 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 contribute to the team. But um, it, it wouldn't have surprised me if John Oliver had given had been given a preferred walk on offer. Would surprise me like just just for a PR move tie from From the University of Arkansas standpoint, because so many fans believe in believe in this kid, mm-hmm. and there's so many guys. I mean, there's Facebook pages, Twitter pages uh, supporting the kid to to be a Razorback. But it, I mean, yeah. it is what it is. And, and I, I I did tweet it out, and I will apologize to all the fans that that uh, I did tweet it out. I will take responsibility for it. I did take it down, and. And, you know, you just you take it for face value for what it is and you want to be happy for the kid uh, that that's what it was. That's what it was meant for. And, and you just believe it because you see things happen like that all the time. They do. It's just like that. You do. And so, I mean, there was another I mean, I'm not going to call out somebody else, but there was somebody, another recruiting reporter that came out after. Uh, uh, a guy said he mistakenly said Arkansas. He received an Arkansas offer, but he was meaning Arkansas State. Yeah, and, and somebody reported that as, and he ended up coming back and saying it meant he meant Arkansas State. Yeah. So things do, things like that do happen. So, so I mean, it's okay. Everything's <laughs> going to be. The sun's going to rise tomorrow, and Arkansas <laughs> and Mason Jones is still in victory over the Indiana Hoosiers. Hoosie, yo, daddy.
0: That's what matters in all this. Who really, and, and like you said, I I wish uh, I wish that young man nothing but the best. I hope he gets thing. exactly what he wants. And if uh, if it is, if Arkansas does offer him the PWO, hey man, more power to the kid. And I wish him nothing but the best. Obviously, not just not just for Arkansas, but for him as well. So we wish all these kids nothing but the best, man. And we've had the opportunity to talk to some of them. Uh, you know, we had Chandler Morris on here way back it seems like forever ago but he's a good kid we wish him nothing but the best obviously he's got some great opportunities around the corner and we've had some former players on here former razorbacks and so you know these guys they live in a different world in a different time than when i was a kid and and uh, the spotlight is a nice thing and i'm not going to lie to you man we're on social media we kind of like the spotlight ourselves i mean after all we are quote unquote What did someone call me? (laughs) Someone called me a. Was it no? They called me a uh, Razorback influencer. Said I was trying to uh, devalue something that I had said, and and I'd said, you know, don't take me too serious. And he goes, "Well, you are a quote unquote Razorback influencer. You must like the spotlight or something." So maybe there's some truth to it. I don't know, but I I think that's I think we're done. I think this is it. Fifty two. Episode 52, it's been phenomenal. Jacob, it was so nice having you back on, man.
1: Thanks, sweetheart. It was really good. It was real fun.
0: (laughs) Hugs and kisses. All right, Razorbacks fans. Episode 53 we'll have recorded on Thursday, and we'll have it live for you on Friday, assuming all goes to plan. And uh, as always, we appreciate you. Woo pig. And uh, don't forget. Give us some star power. Leave us a written review on iTunes. We do appreciate that stuff. You guys rock. You're the real rock stars. Everyone who comes through to the Hog Talk or even just our, our Discord people, the Pig Trail Network people, we, we love you all. Thanks a lot, Woo pig, and we'll see you on the next episode. Go, Mason Jones! I knew you were going to throw that in there. I was waiting on it. <laughs>